You're listening to Gizmonic Institute Radio. In the not-too-distant future, in the basement of a chunky cheese, there was a guy named Dr. Odd, concocting an evil scheme. One thing that drove him bonkers was people talking while movies play. So he shot some suckers into space to make them watch him at C3K. I, I just want to ask him about it because no. I, you you see where the connection is, right? No, I mean, I do, but like I feel like it's going to make him really uncomfortable. Mm, I don't care. Dr. Odd, are you there? What? I'm real busy. Okay. You can see I am busy, right? Well, no. I mean, it. well, it looks like you're doing what you're normally doing, so I guess if that's busy, then sure, yes, you look busy. Well, duh, duh. <laughs> We've been catching up on the uh, like the news and stuff of the last few years, and I have a kind of difficult question to ask you. Yes. I've been seeing on social media that there is a hashtag floating around that is Free Britney. Does this have anything to do with you? Did you do this? Well, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> you can just <laughs> say yes. <laughs> I don't look, think he knows. Look, I, I, I have many pans mm-hmm. in many fires. Interesting. Pans in the fire. Yes. Is that, you know that old saying? I have so yeah. many, I have so many pans in the fire that I don't have, but I don't have enough frogs. Oh, so you're out of frogs with too many pans. Yeah. Because I, okay. well, I, to be fair, I got hungry. I started eating the, the frogs. frogs yeah. I mm-hmm. ate Frog legs. Delicious. As long as you leave enough frogs for Britney, I guess. Wait, is, she, is, is that mean Britney Spears is floating around up in space in another one of your capsules or something? Well, yeah. I mean, she has been for, I mean, for years. Okay. okay. This is a great Look, opportunity for us, I was trying us, to help. I was trying to help society. She came out. She's the one that she, she said she was toxic. And I, oh. I said, enough of this. Enough of this. Toxic, <laughs> toxic. Uh, Britney, Britneyality. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one thing Doctor Odds hates: it's toxic Britneyality. You are well, all about yeah. healthy mm-hmm. relationships. Well, and and also, it's I think it's because it's like competition for you, right? Well, yeah. You can't be, yeah. I mean, you, you can't be the most toxic. Yeah, that, exactly. It's look, you caught me, okay? I don't care. Okay. I don't care if she's toxic. I just care. She was kind of showing me up. Uh, let's be honest. She looked better in a big blonde wig than I do, and I don't like it. Yes. Okay. I mean, that is true. I think that was her natural hair Speaking at some point. of things that look better in a big blonde wig, mm-hmm. I do notice that you have a Labrador behind you with a blonde wig on. Of course. And yeah, what's that about? I was going to ask. It, but looks, then, like it's drink- it yeah. looks like there's whiskey in its water bowl. Right. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what, like... We try not to bury the lead here on on the podcast, but I don't know which was the lead to be buried of that you'd kidnap Britney Spears and the free Britney hashtags because of you or that there's a a dog wearing a wig drinking whiskey in front of a microphone in back of you. Is that right? Okay. I don't look. Nothing you have said sounds weird to me. 
Okay. Those are normal okay. things. There's a. It, now, the lead is actually buried, though. It has a lead on, yeah, and it's actually it's, buried. Oh yeah, yeah. It has a lead. Uh, you know, it's leash. I, I had to bury that. Uh, in had the ground. to. Such, <laughs> such a, a word, huh? Well, she couldn't get away. Then you know, yeah. seems sensible to me. Um, why there's would, also. Why would the dog? I, why? Why would it want to? Look at this. Look at what is happening here. This is amazing. It's got all the whiskey it can drink. Exactly. It's like paradise. And it is. It is growling. It looks like at a raccoon that's right. wearing. Did you did now? Did you put the polo on the raccoon? I did. It took did some work. It, okay, it took did some you work. give it the bag of money? I did. I also okay. duct taped it to its head. It's, it's Paul. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Paul. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to. Uh, 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 what's it called? Anamorph. I don't want to anamorph the raccoon. <laughs> I mean. That is is that a thing you can do? Is this one of your science things? I'm working like, on it. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, I've got a so I've got this raccoon over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as you can see, he has a bag of money taped yeah. to his little paw. Yes, I see you know, because you know, have you ever looked at a raccoon's paw? Uh huh. They have five weird. fingers, right? They have a thumb, well, right? Yeah, they're like, like human you know, hands. Mm-hmm. I think that the tape is excessive. I'm pretty sure raccoons just like to hold things. I don't know that you needed to tape that. Mm. No, it's very important because when I cut the dog loose, okay. he needs to hang on to it. He, he kept dropping it. <laughs> and that is a problem for me. So yeah. what I need is, you know, is for him to be, you know, he is in this setup I'm doing right now. Going to make a lot mm-hmm. of money off this thing. I can tell you oh. right now. Okay. Now what? Look what they're doing. They're they're crossing each other's paths. Yeah. They're crossing that, in front of each other, back are. and forth. That they what? are. They are what? animals who are crossing each other's paths. Uh, okay. All right. So is wow. that? Is that? Now there, I do believe there's also like. I didn't realize a chimpanzee could get mange, but that kind of looks like what's going on. To be fair, there. it came with the mange. Okay, well, I guess, but he's just you know so hard to get it. Do you know how expensive an ape is? <laughs> no, I have, I have no idea. You don't want to know. I, it's, uh, they charge extra for the mange. Oh, mange, it's the big ape money. mange is extra. Big monkey, big monkey, big money, they say. That's what they say in the business. It comes with more monkey parts on it. <laughs> so, But it's also wearing some sort of clothing, is it like a hat or something? Yes, it's wearing okay. a branded beanie. And I, I notice now that that is also crossing in front of the raccoon. The raccoon does not right. seem to like the chimpanzee at all. Yes, and everything um, is taped on. Yes. All the clothes <laughs> are duct taped directly to the fur or what was left. Okay. Uh, I mean. But anyway, you know, yeah. we're setting up a little village here inside the Chunky oh. Cheese. Uh, you know, and so the, the raccoon, he is a slumlord. Okay, so he wait, is the raccoon in charge or are you in charge? Well, I'm in charge. Okay. I tell now look, he didn't tape a bag of money to my little (laughs) tiny monkey hand looking thing. I did that. That's that's okay, so you do you do that bag of money you're not holding that. That is taped to your hand. That's right. Okay, well, that, that answers my next I was three questions. thinking that this was all an elaborate setup for a revenge plot where you're trying to lure in somebody who cares about animal cruelty at all mm. and trying to uh, ensnare them. But this is like this is like PETA, I no, guess. No, we don't not? need to bring okay. them up. That's no need. No need for that. This is okay. simply 
a new spin on a petting zoo. It is, it's uh, a, it's what they call an immersive experience. Where? Okay, so you're exploring new horizons here. Absolutely. I am. Okay. I'm turning over a wanna, new leaf. Okay. I don't want to tell you how to uh, run your business, but I do feel like the fish should be in water, or should have been in water. Yeah. Just, Why? you know, the shirt on it was is nice. You don't, put, yeah. you don't have to put a dead fish back in water. Uh, okay. That's true. There's not really a point, is there? Yeah, I mean, come on. No one, look. There's no point in going, Peter. Let's not get them involved. The, yeah. the fish, <laughs> the fish, no one likes carp. It, no one cares. It's, yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Now, I, I see the cat. Now, is the fish glued to the cat's mouth? Because the cat is carrying it of around. Of course. Now, okay. I will say, okay. oh, I, sorry, I misspoke. Yeah. I misspoke earlier. I said all the little clothes and things were taped on. The hat that the carp is wearing is not taped on. Because you know they have that big bulbous head, so it, it just actually fit quite nicely under okay, the carp nice. head. Yeah, that's a carp, that is nice. A carp cap, if you will. A carp cap. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So anyway, now, you can see how much fun all these little creatures are having. They're having yeah. a great time. Uh, no, they definitely the I the, the horse in the back looks like they are having the best time. Yes. They look very tired. Well, it's actually a donkey. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, do you know that donkeys are actually just tired horses? That's a no, little yeah, fact. That's true. I mean, very good, Renee. Not many people when know When a horse that. gets tired. Then what's becomes... a hinny? What's a hinny? It's a donkey that got tired. Okay. Well, oh, oh, wow. Okay. All right. I'm learning so much about animals today. Exactly. Yeah. See? And that is why parents will come down here to the, the good old Chuck E. Cheese where mm-hmm. a kid cannot touch anything. Yep. That still applies. I'd like to get that out there. It still applies. <laughs> oh, I mean, that I, I've never seen a human get mange, but if they were to, I would imagine they would get it from that chimpanzee. Well, it is not that. I, I you, feel like you know, maybe some of up, the I, other animals have gotten mange from the chimpanzee. Oh, it's spreading. It's spreading like wildfire in here. <laughs> are you Are you going to be okay? Is this? Or <gasps> do you already have mange? Collection is looking a little matted. What? Oh yeah. no! Wait, can, yeah, can my, wigs get mange? Can, can they? Google that real quick, or whatever okay, we can ask see. Jeeves. Ask Jeeves that can wigs get? Me- oh, uh, no! It just it just reported me Uh-oh. to the the pervert police. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted you to do it. I thought that was gonna happen again. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't need any more heat than so, you already got. Can I say that, like Jeff? This is kind of a big deal for us mm-hmm. because I feel like this is the first time we've actually got an advertisement. Can we do like a promo for you, Doctor Odd? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Work in the dead. where a kid cannot touch anything. I need okay. that. This is a it's like a petting zoo, but with no petting. Okay. What do we call it? What's the name of it? Um well, so the animals are walking in front of each other. So it's like animal walking. Animal walking. Okay. And uh animal walking new Beef. Beef. Animal walking new beef. Okay, so go ahead and do it. Because of the dead cow. (laughs) Oh, that, oh, that, okay, I thought that was like a pile of rags or something. Well, I wanted to, like, make a sculpture of a cow, like, on a big fountain as a centerpiece Mm. of our little village here. But, uh, turns out sculptures are, like, hard. Like, it's really hard. That kind of stuff you don't want to DIY. Yeah, Um, so I just threw a big dead cow on it. 
Right, and and I do see that the the cow does have a uh, like a sort of static speech bubble. I think it looks like you cut something out of cardboard to make it look like a speech bubble that does say uh, the black bass is the most metal of all fish. That's oh, right. Interesting. Okay, is that just like a you know is this like some sort of political thing or yes. Okay. All right. All right, Jeff. Can you uh, make the camera do a slow pan? Okay. Over Doctor Odd's uh, mm-hmm. menagerie. Yes. And here I go. Yeah. Welcome to Animal Walking New Beef. Here, animals have all kinds of fun, but the kids can't touch anything. Seven ninety nine entrance fee. Thank you. Do you like the sound effects I did? They're very good. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, what, what is that exactly? Uh, I, I've been listening a lot to the, the noises You've that... Doing playthroughs of The Sims? Yeah, yeah. The, well, the, the, it's, it's a game that I bought. It's called The Simps. The Sims. And, uh, yeah, it, it has a lot to do with uh, giving your PayPal to people. Um, but they talk like that. And there's also been noises on the ship. Uh, I, I don't know if the ship is supposed to sound like that, but... It sounded a little bit like a toothless cat was dying. Okay. I mean... What if there's a toothless cat that's dying on this ship? Yeah. New friends. Well, I mean, there's one Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah, no, I see. I see it. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Uh-huh. It's, apparently, it's got a fish glue to its mouth, and according to its speech bubble, it's the, the load coach. So that's cool. Come on, kitty, 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 kitty. Um, Renee, do we want to do a uh, an audio log? Yeah, you guys get to okay. it. I'm real okay. busy. I'm real, real, real busy. I gotta get. I gotta go to the store. I gotta buy more tape. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say food for the animals, but tape. I suppose. No, they don't is... need tape. Don't need that. You know, at some point, they become animatronics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They got all you can eat pizza, and they, everyone knows all animals love pizza. Well, I got all A-A-L-P. these robot parts laying around, you know, from that's, from that's the band true. or whatever. The big rat after we skinned yep. him for warmth. <laughs> yes. All right. This is the audio log for MST3K Season 4, Episode 11, The Magic Sword. And what a delightful episode it was. It was a delightful episode. I used to not be a real fan of, like, high fantasy stuff when I was a kid. That is very difficult to imagine. Uh Uh-huh. It is very different than who I am now as a person. It is. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wasn't. I was really Mr. Sci-Fi. Oh, yeah. And so the... The fantasy episodes of MST3K that they had were not, they just never, like, were the ones I sought out. You know what? You just made me realize, like, there is a different feeling when they do a sci-fi episode because it's a sci-fi premise, yes. right? Uh-huh. And so there's this, there's sort of, I don't know, cosmic resonance when they do yep. a sci-fi episode mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I have never, until this moment, fully appreciated. So. Well, and it is mystery science theater. Exactly. Not mystery yeah. fantasy theater. Yeah, but they do all kinds of movies. Oh, sure. For I've, sure. Yeah, yeah. They I've just Ninja never stopped and appreciated that. And kaiju movies mm-hmm. and fantasy movies. I already said that one. Um, yeah, but this was a this was a fun flick. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was it just made an all altogether good episode. But let's start start talking about the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the first segment, uh, Joel is pretending to be a caricature artist mm-hmm. and is drawing a caricature of Gypsy. Except for he's drawing them all naked. I know. This is. I think this is the first time that they mention. That the, the bots are nude, that's true. which is technically true. Right. It's like when you notice that your dogs are just naked all the right. time. Right. But it's still a very challenging premise. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it makes you rethink a lot of things with uh, because I guess robots are always naked unless the robots wearing clothes. Right, and sometimes they do wear clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Like the characters have had costumes before. That's true. So does that mean that like C three PO is naked all C-3PO the time? C three PO just. <laughs> Waddling th- Why do you think he waddles like that through okay. the sand? He's got sand in his cheeks. Okay, that's fair. It's uncomfortable. R2-D2's naked. R2-D2 just goes naked into the X-Wing. It's true. Uh-huh. And he's just like, all right. Um, the bots hate their caricatures. Yes. I am very proud of myself because I said caricature now five times. Flawlessly, without, every yeah, time. Uh-huh. It's absolutely impeccable. I will say, uh, I don't think that they never actually showed the caricatures, right? They do. They're like scribbles. I th- okay. Well, at least we see gypsies. Like, yeah. Yeah, gypsies is just like... I was a little disappointed because it made me really want to see somebody's delightful caricature of, of... So if anybody does caricatures as a listener, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's just like that overlap once again in the Venn diagrams, just a single circle, that yeah. sort of phenomenon. Caricature artists and, and listeners to our podcast. Yes, but yeah. if you mm-hmm. could sit in some caricatures of Crow and Tom and, mm-hmm. in fact, car- caricatures of us or Dr. Yep. Odd... Oh, that'd be fun. Dr. Odd caricatures would be... Dr. Odd's already kind of a caricature. Yes, he really is. I mean, so are we in in some respects, but Dr. Odd more so. I feel like his caricature would just be like a dude. Oh, just be, but he'd have to have like an affectation. Yeah. Like a wig. Yes. He'd be holding a wig in one tiny hand. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Good. Um, the uh, invention exchange, Joel and the bots present the Big Gulp berets, mm-hmm. which are berets with uh, like drink holders for what they say is overpriced spring water. Mm-hmm. Um, What's interesting is, is that the point, well, and I know that this is part of the joke, but something mm-hmm. that I think is interesting to point out, because they did have a moment where it's like, oh, that's sensible, actually, in a way. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. it looks stupid on your head. Mm-hmm. But the point of the Big Gulp beer ones is that you drink a lot of beer very fast. Whereas spring I thought water, it was so you could have your hands free for like hot dogs or something. Oh, you need your hands. And you can mm-hmm. always have access to the beer. All right, but also like because you need to be chugging the beer, right? I like get you, it's not a otherwise beer you could take you could take turns. You could <laughs> yeah. eat hot dog sip and then beer. sip the beer. But yeah. like with mm-hmm. with water, spring water particularly, you're sipping. Are you not? You're not chugging that. I mean, ideally, yeah, mm-hmm. because you're not drinking like spring like sparkling spring water like while you're running a marathon although now you've just made me realize that i i'm not sure if i fully understand the the depth and breadth of the the beer big gulp head device i i've never worn one or used one or known anyone who has owned one i don't believe but i i just assume that they were for you have nachos in one hand hot dog in the other but you don't have you just carry your beer around you know if you have an, a drinking apparatus that you have to wash a straw for it mm-hmm. It's probably that's a one-time use thing, right? Like nobody uses that a second time. Probably not. I feel like the uh, the big gulp beret skit was like them trying to sort of punch up at like yuppies. Oh, okay. Which I had to go into my 1990s like slang to remember what what we what we called rich people in the 90s. Yeah. And it was yuppies, I think. Um, but it just didn't. La- I feel like somebody described the premise of Frasier to the writers of MST3K. And then they said, oh, I don't like that. And then they wrote this skit. That's a fun one. Yeah, trying to make fun of them. That's well, thank you. Uh, And also, I feel like everyone just drinks bottled water now anyway. Oh, like you're saying it's not as weird. It's like back then they were like, you might as well bottle air. And then now it's Mm -hmm. like, 
Yeah. Entire cities don't have, have water. Like, water, yeah. Yep. Um, so the mad part of the invention exchange, um, speaking of cities not having good water, as a designer bio has a cleanup throw pillow. Which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now with fringe. Uh, Frank spills a new strain of dysentery. They, they do like a infomercial style thing where Frank's sitting on a couch eating sun chips with a, mm-hmm. a biohazard thermos sit precariously perched on the armrest mm-hmm. and he knocks it into his lap and then he shows how the uh, pillow can clean up the biohazard it's you know it's a good idea mm-hmm. um it is except for actually spilling dysentery and i i, I feel mean like, like the thing is is that think about all those all those mad scientists like mm-hmm. our our very own dr i, I thought you're gonna say r2d2 it's like, like i don't remember think that about mad scientist r2d2 <laughs> uh-huh, or yeah. dr odd mm-hmm. and about how like they can't just like kind of have like a casual at home work experience that's true you know, yeah. the rest of us you know or a lot of us can can have some sort of component of working from home mm-hmm. and and now mad scientists can too now as my as my high school theater teacher used to say uh the world is a stage mm. so can't the world be a mad science laboratory if you try hard enough well we can find out later i guess that's fair um i'm doing an experiment right now oh oh no what happens if i get really really close to you and fart i get uncomfortable all right mm-hmm. science <laughs> uh the second segment tom and crow are dressed up as dogs so they're reusing the dog costumes which is very adorable mm-hmm. yep um and joel is narrating commercial for basil rathbones which is a new dog treat yeah, uh it's a dog theme mm-hmm. I, you know when they were doing that i was like jeff i yep. wanted to ask you this and then i would be heartbroken if you said no because like i don't have anyone else i can ask up here okay but for next Halloween, can we dress up as the bots dressed up as dogs? Yes, yes, okay, absolutely. Yes. I'm glad I didn't even finish. I thought you sentence. were going to ask me if we could dress up as Basil Rathbone. Oh no! I mean, that's oh, oh two Basil Rathbones. That's <laughs> yeah, wonderful. we'd be Basil Rathbones. Yeah. Oh, I, I like that. I, that is like you know what? That is the underplayed group costume. It's just everyone the same character. Now, what if you dressed up as like? Basil Rathbone, but you're a skeleton from the waist down. Okay. And I dressed up as Basil Rathbone, but I was a skeleton from the waist up. And then I could be Basil Rath skull, and you could be Basil Rathbones. That is fun. I mm-hmm. do like that. But I'm right now. I'm hung up on the idea of like twenty people going out in Halloween as Sherlock as, Holmes. Oh, as as Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah just like twenty a, Sherlock Holmes. A parade of like kids at at elementary school, just all dressed as Sherlock Holmes. This is how we're parade. doing it from now on. Is that Instead of having a variety of Halloween costumes, America has one Halloween costume mm-hmm. and everyone this has This year's to do Halloween it. costume? Yeah. 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 It's like a and school uniform. Like one kid, like his parents don't quite get the memo and so he like gets sent to school as Watson. <laughs> or maybe just like the wrong brand. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Benedict Cumberbatch one instead mm-hmm. of the Robert Downey Jr. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he gets expelled from school. Oh, no. That's such a, such a punishment. Um, the uh, speaking of uh, dress up, um, the third segment, Joel and the bots are dressed up as kings, knights, and princesses for a medieval skit. I really enjoyed this one because it kind of it's a, it's a nod to the question everyone asks themselves when they go to a Renaissance fair, and they're like, "What about this is actually Renaissance, <laughs> if anything?" Well, in this skit, the answer was Tom Servo. Well, yeah, but even yeah, like because it, he dressed up as a medieval serf. But that's the thing is he dressed up as a medieval serf, right? That's like, true. You know, like a lot of times Renaissance, Renaissance things are yeah. me- medieval mm-hmm. themed and like. Well, there's there's usually like, well, this is the pirate part of it. It's like, what? No, okay. Right? Or like an <laughs> yeah. elf, you know? Like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, welcome to the Renaissance Fair, fairy village and pirate cove. Exactly. It's like, is this Peter Pan? Like, what are, What's going I mean, on that's here? fine. That's, that's fine. It's like, this is, here's the iron throne from 
uh, I almost said from Lord of the Rings, but that's not what it's from, from Game of Thrones. It has the th- name thrown in the title, and I couldn't think of it. Can you imagine if they did, like, more, like, historical eras, but completely wrong as, like, themes? So, for example, it's, like, an industrial revolution park, but it's all about, like, unicorns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a Perry Bible Fellowship webcomic about that, about yeah. people in, like, the year 3000 going to see a World War II film, and it's someone riding, like, a zebra with, like, a laser gun and, uh, <laughs> Like it's it's yeah it's that is that is very funny to me to mm-hmm. think of like what people are going to be like you know watching movies of the 20th century in like a thousand years and what they think it's going to be um, yeah so or, uh, Tom Servo brings the mood down talking about how he's a serf and the realities mm-hmm. of living in that era of the of the medieval era and the Renaissance. Well, everyone uh, else is just trying to have fun. Yeah, they're just trying to just get away from their monotony of space life. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth segment, Crow sings a song about how he fell in love with Kim Cattrall, but now he's in love with Estelle Winwood, who this did played the mom in the, the film. Too, in poor taste, play off of their poor taste, mm-hmm. this bit did not age well. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I, I know, I just went there too, right? Like, the mm-hmm. whole point of my critique, and I just erased it. Well, I, um, I was just going to say that, like, the idea that an elderly actress mm-hmm. is impossible to find attractive right, is, right. is degrading and offensive. Well, and, and Tom keeps, like, he, like, keeps seeing a list of people who are more attractive than her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is, like uncharacteristically mean-spirited yes. for the show. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. It's It was not... We were both like, like ugh. It's just uncomfortable and like it stood mm-hmm. out and it was just not like... It wasn't funny at all. Because, we, you know, we talked about how maybe the, the adventure exchange is them like punching up at yuppies and this is this feels like it's punching down. Yeah, it was very ageist and just kind of Yeah, like, but then it like got worse when Tom came in. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, this premise makes me feel yucky. And then Tom's like... Here's he let me lay the premise bare and be even even worse about it. So yeah, not not the best. No, I felt like ageist and sexist, mm-hmm. a little bit of column A, yeah, a little bit of column B. Yeah. But it was one of those things where I'm just kind of like, you know, this is what happens when you watch shows from the nineties. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have this experience yep. from time to time. I'm exactly. just move on and move on to the next thing. Yeah, this now if this were like in one of the season eleven ones, we'd be like, Oh well. <laughs> we'd be like, excuse <laughs> me. Um the final segment, uh, in a reference to the seven curses of the film, mm-hmm. uh, Joel and the bots talk about the seven quote unquote curses you can't say on TV. Kinder. Mm-hmm. Poopy. I was going to ask you if you had any favorite, and I'm using big air quotes here before you say anything I have to edit out of the podcast, any favorite curses? No. I mean, I, I had so much ready to go. And uh, oh, okay. when you said can't things that I wouldn't have to edit out, mm-hmm. I physically deflated. It was like one of those like car salesmen, like the wacky wave balloon. and the inflatable on flailing tube man. Yes, one of mm-hmm. those. And it just imagine it just completely just having the, all the air sucked out of it and just being a flap of plastic uh, on the ground. That's so sad. Uh, but what about you? Uh, I like dillweed. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. fun. Dingus. Yeah. They said dickweed. I feel like you're just ripping off. Of well, them. that's different, though. Mine's actually a thing. You can buy a spice and every time you open your spice cabinet, it just says dillweed. I know, but I like well, okay. All right. So, um, what about a? Uh, yeah. Is that a good one? Yeah. Um, uh, Joel reads a letter in which parents talk about how they have been able to stay in touch with their college-age son thanks that was to MST3K. Yeah, it was really heartwarming. And totally unrelatable. Someone who's like a child watching this now would be like, mm. I don't understand. Like, right, right. Like how. 
What do you mean they had to? It? They had to mail like he they they emailed in the link to the Netflix thing. Right. Like, like why couldn't he just watch it on his phone? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Why can't they just party watch? Yeah. On on stream Xbox it on Live. That's the thing that still exists. Stream it on <laughs> Netflix party watch on Xbox. Is Xbox Live it probably doesn't exist but the, anymore. Yeah, but the idea of recording mm-hmm. a TV show right. onto a VHS. And, and then, then mailing, mailing that to, to your your, your yeah. college son uh-huh. um, is so that is not a point of connection for mm-hmm. people anymore. But I do think that the show can bring to, oh, people together. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it, generations, it crosses like, that generation gap. Yeah. It totally does because mm-hmm. I remember watching it as a child, and it was like one of the like I felt really cool watching it because adults also laughed at it. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that I thought was funny when I was a child, an adult would watch this and just have this look on their face that said, "Kill me." Yeah, um, yeah. But mm-hmm. this was something that I would watch and laugh and adults would watch and laugh and it, it does it does have that magic that can transcend generations yeah yeah they and can you imagine if that like if MST3K was popular in that kid's dorm like how popular that kid would have been like he gets a, a like a box from the he's down at the, the front desk and he gets a box and yeah like, here's a scenario everyone sees they're like oh Joey's, here's a Joey's got the box he, he's got a box and they're all waiting for him outside his dorm room okay this happens except yes. for mm-hmm. What he thinks is is that everyone thinks he's really cool because he has the boxes. Mm-hmm. But then his parents come to visit for parent day. Uh, and then everyone thinks his parents are Everyone cool. wants his parents' autographs. <laughs> and everyone, like, what's yeah. it? They're, like, hanging out on his dorm bed, like, mm-hmm. watching Mystery Science Theater. And he's, like, standing at the doorway. And they're, like, go get his chips. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, oh. Mom, Dad, do you want to see my clothes? Joey, can you order us a pizza? Bro, Joey, bro. Jo- bro, Joey. We're, we're so hungry. Hey. Hey, this is your dad. Remember me? I need you to get me a pizza. And then, like, one of the Thanks, roommates bro. are like, yeah, go get us pizza, Joey. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Let's talk about the this film, The Magic Sword. Mm-hmm. I have some facts about this film. Tell would, me that, facts. Would you like to know them? I hate saying the word facts. Okay. I feel like I need to have the C, T, and S all crunch on their own. And not just have it be an X. Can we facts. have a alternate word? Yes, like, please. Um, here are some little known nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah, here's <gasps> some nuggets. How about some not known nuggets? Not known not nuggets. Not known nuggets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Magic Sword had three alternate titles. Oh. Which were Saint George and the Dragon. Okay. Saint George and the Seven Curses. Okay. And the Seven Curses of Lodak. Did we ever establish that he's a saint? Um, the two of the three say St. George. So I don't remember that. This film is actually, it is loosely based on the medieval legend, St. George and the Dragon. Aww. Which is an actual thing. It's it's like... Uh, I've a, never felt so disappointed in mythology in my life. <laughs> well, I mean, what I think... What a bummer. In, in the, the original that I skimmed the plot of, because they're like... Just like anything that existed, uh, you know, before the last like several hundred years, there are like seven hundred versions of it. But so there in, are some be- better versions. Yeah, out in there. the most prevalent one, there was a sentient dragon. There were no curses. Uh, it was just a dragon who required a sacrifice every year. Okay, um, pretty and when, standard. When dragon the people stuff. in the village ran out of like animals and stuff they could sacrifice, they had to give them a, like a randomly selected person once a year. Oh, that would be a special insult that like they're like well we could give them like our cow tony mm, but, but we we need to but to be fair like scott you can't milk scott to feed the village scott. or can you well or can according you? to uh meet the parents 
you can. Uh, but you know, I think I think there is something wise about that. If you got one cow and like three hundred people. Tony the cow or Scott the man, mm. vote in the comments below. But uh, allegedly, which one would you have in a, dra- a dragon? There, one of the randomly chosen people was a well-liked princess, and then Saint George came and he just slayed the dragon. Which is that is insulting to all of the people before. Yeah, the other people like Saint George is like mm, I could, I could, but I got. It's like it was Bob mm, last year, yeah. and he's like. Ah. I remember when Bob cut me in line in third grade yeah, Bob, for lunch. Bet, bet Bob regrets that now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that feeling in the yeah. movie when they had the, uh, the the princess meet the two other people in her cell and they're like, we're going to get eaten by the dragon. She's like, no, you're not. And then like 30 seconds later, mm-hmm. they're being eaten by the dragon. Yeah. I was like, it had a little bit of the Yongari feels for me. Okay. It, you know, kind of how like you don't think that they're going to go all the way there. Oh, and then, and then, then it they does. do. Yeah. Uh, well, because she was very, she's like, I'm sure your father's on his way here with a with an and army. Like, or well, maybe we should have hope. And then it's just mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. Like, oh, he'll pay whatever ransom the Lodax. Like, he didn't want to pay the ransom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it was just a really mm. like sad scene that they glossed over. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were a lot of weird things about this movie. The, the one last piece of trivia I have is that... Uh, you mean... Oh, sorry. Not Known Nuggets? Yes, thank you. Okay, the last Not Known Nugget I have um, is that the same year that this movie came out, there was a comic book adaptation of the movie uh, that came out. Somebody really liked it. Uh, well, I bet it was a marketing thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think someone like was like, this is so good. <laughs> I, I bet Bert I. Gordon made the comic... <laughs> like himself he like drew it and did all the lettering um so i didn't understand what the seven curses were i think that we didn't get to see all seven i've been thinking about this and i think what the idea is is that there are seven obstacles and we got to see like three or four of them, which again might be because it's edited or something for the movie. Mm. But the the curses were the first one was the the big the hairy ogre. fellow yeah. who looked like who had a, a, a fine wig. Mm-hmm. He did have a very fine wig. A very fine mm. wigged ogre. It was fellow. a very Doctor Odd style kind of wig. It was. Mm. In fact, I wonder if Doctor Odd has it in his collection. Like is is like behind glass somewhere. It's the ogre wig <laughs> from the Magic Sword. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then I believe the second obstacle was the the swamp. Yes, and see, this is where I start to take umbrage with that because Lodak, the sorcerer, is like, I have made seven curses, and like the second one is that. He, you just have to cross a swamp. That's not a... Lodak didn't do that. No, and like... And they like, didn't even like... I thought they were going to make it kind of like the Dead Marshes and the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. where you're attracted to fall into it. But he literally just had a guy kick somebody in the butt. Yeah, like uh, one of the knights was clumsy and fell into it. Well, yeah. I think the fog was either two and a half or the third curse. Mm, okay. Because the fog right. appeared to be a curse also, but I couldn't tell if that was part of the swamp. Again, that is... That's a, that's a weather pattern. Like, they could have been there on a day where it was sunny and... Look, what? like he didn't say that they were seven curses that I painstakingly handcrafted. He implied myself. that. Like it could be like He's, one of he them, called them my seven curses. One of them could be like a groundhog dug a hole in the ground, right? And your and horse like, might your horse trip trips it. on yeah, it. Uh-huh. You know, that's he's like that counts. Yep. That's a curse. Yeah. Uh, one of the curses was a, a hot lady who's not really a hot lady, mm-hmm. but she the, was French. That that curse relied on the person being cursed also oh, being see, French. See, what I got out of it uh-huh. is that the curses are different every time people do this. Uh, okay. And see, I got out of it that the, he's <laughs> Lodak's like, oh, finally, this one's going to work. Finally, going to use this one. Uh, it's finally a French it's never guy. Never worked before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and then like I don't know, they definitely did not show seven distinct clear no. cut beginning. Because the the next curse was two guys scouted ahead and got really hot in a desert and then disappeared. That was a confusing curse. Uh huh. Yeah. That. Yeah. Which was more confusing? And the then two were... guys getting hot and disappearing or the guys getting trapped in a cave? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So the getting trapped in a cave uh-huh. part. Yeah. Yeah. The ghost, still kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Then the Irishman turning mm-hmm. into a ghost. So you mean Sir Patrick Sir of pa- Ireland? Sir Patrick turning into a ghost, mm-hmm. which somehow allowed him to temporarily make the door disappear, mm-hmm. which allowed... George to get out. Right. And then he turned from a ghost back into a human corpse. Yes. As as that's the circle of life. <laughs> any of the any of the rules governing the physics of this world mm-hmm. are Well, it's it's sorcery. That one is like I feel like that cave is the closest that it, you could come to curse. See, I feel like okay, at one point I watched a documentary about like different realities and okay. about how not only could you not exist in a different reality because, like, the basic rules of physics governing sure. your body yeah. would be mm-hmm. different, right? And so, like, you literally couldn't exist in Like if universe. gravity was sideways instead of down. Right. Or, yeah. like, you know, the molecules in your body. I feel like this movie is the closest mankind will ever glimpse what it's like being in a different reality because our minds just can't comprehend it. Our minds can't comprehend okay. the rules that, that were at play in this. So it's, you think that this movie's our best view into that not anything that david lynch has ever done this is it this, oh, this is, is it this, this is, is david this is, lynch okay. tries so hard to be this movie and he he can't okay he okay. can't get there he tries to get us into this place where like it's unfathomable mystery mm. this is it this is the peak of what human can do in terms twin peaks go home yeah get out go of home. here get out of here twin what about peaks? the one with the monkey shouting about the chicken yeah forget it okay get about okay. it short short film um I, I want to say that the only reason that Sir Patrick of Ireland is dead is because of, say, George's mom. Oh, yeah. And, like, that was a weird twist mm-hmm. of the movie. The, the whole point of the movie is, like, completely lost on me because she's like, you're not ready to go. Right. And he's like, oh, yes, I am. And I thought he was going to have to learn humility and learn that he wasn't ready to go. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if they did save the princess and stuff. But instead what happened was is he was doing fine. <laughs> he was doing fine, just fine. Mm-hmm. And then she cast a spell that, like, uh, took away all of his magic. It backfired took away all his magic, yeah. And, and then, like, in the end she kills him as a, the wizard as a panther. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just sort of like, where was... I, where was the humility? Where was the lesson? There was no lesson. There yeah. was no lesson mm-hmm. for he. Like she they, learned the lesson, which is never show your adult son his birthday presents early. Early, unless you want to get locked in a cellar. Yeah, like he like shoved his mom into a cellar, mm-hmm. not knowing like when or how she'd get out. Right, and then stole his own birthday presents. And then went on this mission. Honestly, had he put, had he pushed like an armoire over the thing, the whole mission would have gone better because then she wouldn't have gotten out. That's true. The, the whole thing went sideways because she got out of the cellar too easy. But then, but then he goes and gets a whole bunch of people killed. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of people killed. Well, he does and doesn't because yeah, they, they come, come back, back to right? life. Yeah. Uh huh. Did they come back to life, or are they like ghosts that will turn into corpses <laughs> after the wedding? I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> From what I've seen. Sometimes there's ghosts, sometimes there's people, and sometimes there's corpses. Let's let's talk real quick about this uh, um, these these ghost corpse men. Um, I thought that every single last one of these these knights 
were terrible actors and had terrible accents. That's so funny that you say that because yes, the accents were all over the place. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they asked someone they're like on their their resume, they're like, "Can you do an Irish accent?" And the guy just wrote yes, and he's yes. like, "They're not going to follow up <laughs> yeah. on this." And they're like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah, you're that Sir was Patrick. the audition. It was just a silent audition. They of have them to check passing. a box. Yeah, they were yeah. passing note cards back to each other. And it's suspicious when someone checks all of the boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this guy can do a Greek accent and an Irish accent. All wow, right, this cool. is crazy. That's great. So Wonderful. we've got uh, Sir Dennis of France, which you know that is the most fr- French name is Dennis. Dennis. Um, Sir Pedro of Spain, Sir mm-hmm. Patrick of Ireland, Sir Anthony of Italy, Sir James of Scotland, and Sir Ulrich of Germany. Now I have gone through and I have seen uh, where the actors originated from who played these parts. Are they all from New Jersey? And now you're going to guess. Oh, that's fine. All of Can them. I say real quick before we do this? Yes. I was wanting to mention earlier that uh, despite the fact that their accents were terrible, mm-hmm. I found the knights infinitely more likable than any other character, including the hero and the princess. Yes. Uh, well, because they were selfless. They were brave. They were funny. And they, they were funny. Jokes. Yeah. And one guy's like, I'm sorry. I'm a... Wait, this is Italian. <laughs> He's like, bonjour. I must kiss everyone down this throat. You know, like, yep. uh-huh. like, they were entertaining. They were the only ones who, like, Called Sir Brandon out on his on his garbage. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "Hey, yo, this guy, he's he's bad news." And Sir St. George was like, "No, no, he's I not. Think he's I fine. think he, let's just let him. Let's, let's just let, let him, him keep leading thing. us into traps." Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to say that I found them actually surprisingly likable, and maybe yes. that was just mm-hmm. in contrast. You know, it could be. Yeah, George was a very unlikable hero. In he my was. Um, okay, okay, so, so, right, so Sir I'm Dennis. I'm going to guess where the actors are from. Yes, yeah, Sir okay. Dennis of France. Where does the actor who played Sir Dennis of France hail from? I'm going to say Nebraska. Um, Sir Dennis of France was played by Jacques Gallo, who was from France. <laughs> so his bad French accent was actually real. So that means that he didn't have a bad French accent. Well, okay, it, yes. It yes. means that I have a bad French ear. Oh, interesting. Or, oh. like... His French accent is not what we in late, or I guess the early 21st century, like hear as a French accent. No, I'm not like going to let, I'm going to, I'm going to stand up right now, standing up, and I'm telling the world, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man who played Sir Dennis. Oh, he's dead. I'm telling his, his, <laughs> his ghost, his ghost that yes, could his turn back could into, appear, yeah, uh-huh. his corpse could appear in here right now. Yeah, we don't mm-hmm. know. I'm sorry, sir. This is on me. This isn't on you. Well, uh, let's go to Sir Pedro of Spain. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say Toronto. Okay. Sir Pedro of Spain was played by David Cross. Not that David Cross. Um, and he was from New Jersey. Oh, darn it. I said New Jersey you earlier. Did. Dang it. Dang it. Um, this how- is like that game where you have to guess what location you're looking at. Oh, GeoGuessr? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for there's no clue. <laughs> there's no clue other than how bad were they at their accent. Yeah. Um, next is Sir Patrick of Ireland. I'm going to say that that man is from California. Okay. So he was played by someone named John Malden. Um, who was not famous enough to have any sort of recorded birthplace. But he did die in California. Yeah. So I'll give you that one. Oh, man, my, like, psychic powers are on. You were, you were there, yeah. I'll give um, you the lotto numbers, everyone. It's gray, blue, black, chihuahua. Wow. Those are some numbers, all right. Uh-huh. Uh, Sir Anthony of Italy. 
Oh man, I don't even remember him in the movie at all. It's gonna make this harder. Mm-hmm. Do you have a picture that I can see, or will it spoil it? This guy. He's the guy with the mustache. Oh, I'm gonna guess that he's from Portland. Okay. Oh, that's a very good guess. Um, he's actually from uh, not Italy, but the next best thing, Brooklyn. Ah, uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So uh, I'm like half a point so far. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I it's mean, not so bad, right? So, yeah, you're doing good. Um. Sir James of Scotland. Oh, he seemed very tired to me. I'm getting Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm getting Wisconsin, Wisconsin tired from this tired. boy. Well, Sir James of Scotland was played by Angus Duncan Mackintosh from Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, mm-hmm. I was so glad. I had you in the first part. <laughs> I was so glad. You didn't say he's another person who's actually from the country that... Nope. He's uh, Angus Duncan McIntosh from Denmark. My heart couldn't have borne it. No. Um, Finally, Sir Ulrich... Denmark's a tired country. Yeah, yeah, I I would say so. They're tired. Yeah. Um, Sir Ulrich of Germany. Let me see his face. Can I see his face? Um, This one. I'm going to say... So I'm not going to say one of the pre-existing countries, right? Because if he was from Ireland, they would have had him be the Irish guy, right? Well, 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 maybe... I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just saying that Bird Eye Gordon is not necessarily known for his great decision-making abilities. I don't know who Bird Eye Gordon He's is. He's the director and writer and producer of this film. His name's Bird Eye? Bert Eye. Oh. Bert. <laughs> I was thinking like bird's eye, isn't it? Like yeah, a TV oh, dinner. I think like, that's probably why. Like, well, like you got a bird's eye view. I yeah. think that's probably why he went by Bert I Gordon. Okay, because so it does sound like bird's bird eye. Bird I Gordon. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. if it was an Irish person, he would have chosen. You almost tricked me. You yeah. almost got mm-hmm. me to say the wrong answer. Yeah. But I know in my heart this man is from New Hampshire. Well, uh, my so body's telling me you're, New Hampshire. You are not like right, but. <laughs> uh, this one was a tough one because Sir, Sir Ulrich of Germany was played by st- a stuntman named Leroy Johnson, who's from Wyoming. <gasps> um, but during the performance of Sir Ulrich of Germany did such a bad job of being a German accent that they had a, uh, a man named Paul Fries come in and do the, do the voice. The Is voiceover. he from New Hampshire? He's from, I just looked, he's from Chicago. Oh, that's pretty close. Um, it's practically the same city. But uh, I know New Hampshire's yeah. a state. <laughs> out, of, out of all of the people in this film, uh, Paul Fries is probably the most his his voice as Sir Ulrich of Germany, the first knight to die in the quest, uh, is probably the most famous. Um, he did the voice of Boris from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Wow. Uh, he did a whole bunch of stuff for Disney, um, like uh, he did a whole bunch of Rankin and Bass cartoon voice. Like uh, he is he is prolific. That's um, wondrous. He, he's the uh, you've never been, I don't think, but the uh, the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland at Disney World have a, a ghostly narrator who's like, welcome to my mansion. I am, <laughs> And he does the voice of that. I am very surprised to hear that, that like he had like one line. Mm-hmm. How bad was this man's German accent that like that they I were like, they this will make or break in, the film. We yeah, have to. We had to bring in Paul Fries. We got to bring Paul in. Paul Fries who played... Uh, Bomber and the troll number one in the 1977 Hobbit movie. Well, think about all the other bad accents that like sl- oh yeah slid through, mm-hmm. like the French guy's accent. Can you can you give me here? I want you to say uh, a try my Wiener Schnitzel. But try in, my Wiener Schnitzel. Well, that was a 
impeccable German accent. Thank you. But I want you to say it in the way that you think the first guy said it, that they said, oh, God, this will ruin this movie. Try my wiener schnazel. No, because it is. Try my wiener schnazel. Okay, here's my attempt. Okay. <laughs> You're just a dog at that point. <laughs> try my wiener schnazel. <laughs> no, here it is. Here's, here it is. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> no, no, it's it's the this ah! is this is if David Lynch had directed this movie. But they still needed a voiceover. Um, my wiener schnitzel. Oh, there you go. Doing mm-hmm. it backwards. Yeah, he's doing it backwards. <laughs> no, he was just like, he's like, he's like, screw you, bird eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get him to say the lines. That's all he would wiener say. schnitzel. Um, yeah, no, and uh, so they brought in Paul Fries, who also played Santa Claus in Rudolph's Shiny New Year. I've had enough. Okay. I will not hear you any more of Paul Fries' accolades. To, okay, fine. Too jealous of Paul Fries. That's fair. All right. Well, um, do you have – oh, uh, so I have things we noticed and felt the desire to comment on. We've sort of uh, transferred into that. Um, I did mention that I, I said caricature now going on I think eight times uh, without stumbling on it. I did learn how to spell caricature. Can I try? Yes. Give me a moment. Okay. C-A-R-I-C-A-T-U-R-E. Yes. You did it. <laughs> I'm a terrible speller. I had to. Did you think it was like character, like the yeah? Okay. It was. You're like caricature, character mm. couture. I mean, that's not. It was <laughs> my first attempt was so far off while I was typing up the notes for this that, like, I, I right clicked on it. It's like, did you mean? It's like we don't, we don't <laughs> know. Google's like, I'm Google's sorry, like, sorry, but I don't. I want to help. I want to help, but I we can't. Help so bad. I don't know what this is. I don't know how to help you, buddy. Yeah. Um. You had a favorite riff in this. Do you remember what it is? No. Because I wrote it down. You wrote it down? Okay, what Mm -hmm. was it? So uh, George's mom, Estelle Woodward, is uh, in her, like, little back office of her cave casting spells in her cauldron and uh what i think it was crow goes oh it's tales from lucy's crypt oh yeah yeah I, uh, yes i thought that was mm-hmm. a really really yep. good i love lucy tales from the crypt because mm-hmm. she was like cackling at the time yeah too. the red very, hair yeah, and everything uh-huh. it, it was, there was like, like a skeleton in the background probably it also brought me just so much nostalgia because i love 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 tales of the crypt mm-hmm. and i actually watched and the, you you appreciated lucy i, I you did. didn't love Lucy, you, you're you're like I love Lu- let's okay let's it's, hold it's on. Like I it's, appreciate I, Lucy. I appreciate Lucy. I care about Lucy. I sometimes enjoy Lucy. I, yes, that sounds worse I, somehow. I find Lucy delightful. I find, Do I love Lucy? I don't. I don't, I don't know. We're not there yet. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. take me out to dinner. First, I, I but, like like Lucy. <laughs> but I no, I actually grew up watching a lot of I love mm. Lucy also. So I. That was one of those shows that sort of blended together with all of the other black and white shows. Well, that, you know what's weird is you say that, and I think some people think they were having like a weird, confused dream memory of them, but there were a lot of crossovers. Oh, like, really? It okay. It would just be Happy Days, and then all of a sudden Laverne and Shirley show up and stuff I like do that. remember that crossover. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So like, I think sometimes like those old-timey TV shows, people think that they're just having a fever dream, but there really was just a mashup episode. Interesting. Yeah. But it, not <laughs> I Love Lucy and Tales of the <laughs> Wrong decades, but right recipe I, yeah i mean that yeah the right recipe mm-hmm. i wonder if lucille ball was ever like a guest on tales from the crypt lucille ball was one of the person who greenlighted tng okay that's a that is a different path but that's cool Isn't that is neat? that really true it's true look it up oh, i believe fact. you um 
So uh, this would be the part of the show where we read letters from listeners. Listeners. Um, which you can find at. Listen. Uh, we, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Uh, it is where we do most of our communication with our friends who listen to the show. Uh, it's a, there's a great community of people there. Um, they are they are all wonderful and lovely. Uh we are still getting the cadence of doing this as a weekly show. Um, so I, I posted and asked for uh, feedback and uh, letters for Yongari, Monster of the Deep, and also for the uh, uh, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom, which is not this movie, but is a very similar fantasy-seeming movie. Um, and well, I just did not ask for any sort of uh, letters or thoughts for Magic Sword. Okay, so, that's great, because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm listening. I'm listening so yeah. hard. Listening to everything you're saying. Yes. But you said cadence. Yes. And then that made me think of Candace because there's okay. a girl in my school named Candace when yes. I was growing up. And okay. in fifth grade, she's running for class president. Uh huh. And since her nickname was Candy, her platform was handing out candy. Okay. And then I remember thinking, that's like, like, that's like they got that idea for that uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode with MC Chris from her. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm just saying, it could be. Well, I'm I just want saying, candy. I want candy. I'm a no. spider wearing a diaper. I'm crazy. I just remember, like, when I was a child, mm-hmm. eating my, my packet of Smarties from her campaign yep. and looking down at my hands and thinking, is this justice? So, is that a good note to close that, this? That off? is a good note. Do you want to imagine in your mind, because you, you knew Candy the Handy. Can, candy hander, um, Candace the candy hander. Yeah. Um, if she listened to our show she and doesn't. we asked, uh, no, in your mind's eye. Okay. I, okay. You want me to do <laughs> Renee, that? Renee, we talked between last week when I was telling you to imagine that you are a <laughs> South Korean fisherman, and now we talked about the concept of yes and. <laughs> I, I know, but but see the thing is is that like I'm still emotionally in the Korean fisherman space. Okay, well and I need you so to different. shed that space. Okay, all okay, right. Okay, now you're in a space where you're you. Okay, I'm me. But Candace, the candy hander. Okay. Listens to our show. All right. What would and she wrote us a letter. Okay. What would her letter sound like? Her letter says this. Okay. Dear Renee okay. and also maybe Jeff. Okay, that's I, fair. I'll take it. I want you to know that I have learned. Nothing, and that my nepotism <laughs> continues to grow day by day. Wait, was was there like mom the principal or something? Or candy nepotism? Oh, okay, I know that's not the exact bribery. Definition. Bribery. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, her 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 father was Mister Goodbar. Also, I bet you're impressed that I've anticipated all of your arguments and responded to everything you're thinking with <laughs> dashes and parentheticals. Um, it's almost like we're having a conversation. It's very much like we're having a conversation, indeed. But we are not. This is a letter that has been typed out on the computer. Mm. And I also want you to know that the Magic Sword is a an, an enjoyable movie. Okay. And furthermore, That's you should give letter. you as in Jeff <laughs> okay. should give Renee. Some oh, okay. Candy, this part's for me. Okay. And maybe she'll vote for me. Or, or for me. What if I tell her the candy's for me? Amen. Please. Whoa. <laughs> Such an interesting, <laughs> like, it's not a salutation. What is it? Like a... Solicitation. Solici- yes, yeah, solicitation. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Um, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, please. I was going to say, Mr. Goodbar's my father. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Call me Jeff. Um, no, I am not from the Mr. Goodbar fortune. P.S. Oh. <laughs> Post script. Okay. Post haste. Man, 
Uh, P.S. After the amen. This is serious. <laughs> I would like to add that if you subscribe to the Gizmonic Institute radio very hard, maybe one day uh, you can get to go and interview the, the Mystery Science Theater men and women. Interesting. Okay. Goodbye. Good. Thank, thanks for writing in. Candace. It's a great letter. <laughs> and also very normal ending to the letter the second time. Was it believable? It was very believable. I, I thought I was reading it. I've been reading, not hearing about, you reading about the method. So mm-hmm. I was just imagining her emotional headspace. Uh, well, you did a very good job. Why, thank you. Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, speaking of our wonderful community of people, uh, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio again. Um, so last week we talked about how our friend Jared had helped us um, essentially find and Who? Uh, Jared. Jared. Yeah, you call him Jared. Jared. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I call him by his his name, Jared. Uh, he helped us find and um, repost most of the episodes of our backlog. I think there were two that were missing. They were like half episodes where we had like twenty minutes of it for some reason, but the rest is gone. Well, this week, to the rescue, comes our friend Cy with the other remaining episodes. So now our full backlog, thanks to Jared and Cy, is up on our feed. Um, So that can be found, if you're listening to this, well, you already kind of know where to find it. But if you found it somewhere and you're like, I don't like where I found this. Like, this is a cool podcast, but I found it in in my podcatcher, which is dumpster pod. (laughs) And it gives my my phone viruses well we're also on spotify and apple Podcasts and uh stitcher and uh dumpster pod which you know again gives your your phone viruses if you want to listen on dumpster pod but um i would recommend one of those other ones and if you are an itunes i almost called itunes it's uh, apple podcast now did you know that do you know they changed the name no. for no reason um if you are an apple podcast listener and you do want to slip in and give us a review we'd really appreciate it it helps people find the show or you can boldly cavort forward but that's true yeah you don't have to sneak in and, and do it you can you can just like proudly announce your review mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i just want to say jared and Cy, uh if you submit your preferred method of of being thanked uh, i can do poetry i could roast you i don't know why you'd want me to roast you but i could i could do a song i could play the flute uh, i could draw please, a picture please, please don't ask her to do any of these oh just drawing a picture is fine i could draw yeah. a picture mm-hmm. yeah that would be fun you could put it on your fridge but uh anyway again thank you to jared and Cy for helping us get our whole back catalog i won't uh, say thank you with my words yet i'll say it with my actions with, with an when art I know piece your preferred action <laughs> yeah well renee do you have anything else um for this episode before we close up uh not not nothing nuggets okay all right and with that it's uh not not known nuggets not no nuggets yeah okay there it is yeah uh with that uh we will conclude the audio log for uh this episode mst3k season four episode 11 the magic sword what a good audio log that was a really good one i I feel feel refreshed yeah hey doctor i had an idea uh, what? Um, so you you know you know I, I think that your idea of the the new petting zoo is cool, but you know what I think is cool too. It's what? actually I want to point out it is a mm. not petting zoo. 
Oh, right, because yeah, a kid no cannot touching. touch anything. Well, a kid yes, yeah. cannot touch anything. So a the kid cannot touch the chimp with mange. Yes. Please, um, especially do not. <laughs> he is, I'm telling you, he is so angry right yeah. now. Do not even put a limb. Like, don't put any digits. Don't put any digits you want to keep near that ape is what I'm saying. I'm surprised he's not ripped your face off. He's tried. Or, no, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but what, you know what I think is cool? I think that murder mysteries are cool. Yeah, they're way cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm watching as the all the animals are sort of pacing around and crossing each other's paths. You know what happens when they do that twice? What? They double cross each other. Oh. I see. So it's like an animal double crossing. Animal Whoa. double crossing. Mm-hmm. I and like it can it. be like, the kids can be like, have to solve the murder of, of like who killed the cow. It's like, it's one of those murder mystery dinner trains. Except mm-hmm. inside an abandoned Chuck E. Cheese. And the is dinner... It, I've, no, is no it abandoned? If you live there? <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment for so long. Okay. Hold my Sherlock Holmes hat and magnifying glass. Wait, where did you get that? I'll hold up... Shh, okay. I'll hold up to the camera. Dun, 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 dun. I'm, I'm gonna... It says sound again. It's a cat again. Man, I thought that thing was dead. I found the source. What is it? It's a tiny alien. Oh. Hi, little guy. Oh, you're so cute. Where did you come from? I don't understand. Can I pet you? Is that what that noise is? Yeah, look at it. It's like gelatinous. It kind of looks like it's taking the form of that raccoon that you have. It does. It's making the shape of it. Oh, good job, little guy. Oh. Is this first contact? No. Are you serious? This is Larry. <laughs> That's just Larry. I know him. Uh, he owes uh, me $20. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, oh. yes, you do owe it. It was just, it was last week. You think I forgot? Look, if you don't, if you don't want to pay your debts, don't bet. <laughs> don't bet. I told you. I told you that. Uh, I told you that ape Doctor- at Mange, I was right. <laughs> I Doctor Doctor Odd. It's starting to get bigger. It's mm. getting a lot bigger. Yeah, he does that. It's stupid and annoying, and I hate it. I don't it. like it. Yeah. Oh no. Do me a favor. When he gets to the point that he grows like his butt gets real big, that's the next part. When that part happens, could you do me a favor and reach in the back and see if you can find his wallet? Oh no! This little alien wallet. It doesn't. Look, I mean, it's Here, big I got enough. It. Uh, oh, okay. Yep. Oh, Good job. Nope. Is this is this what that is? I think that's its organ. I, yeah. I think that's an organ. Yep. That's his. Sorry, heart. Larry. Well, Larry. Okay. Well. <laughs> Sorry, man. No. What do we do with the body? Well, he's shrinking again. I wanted to be Sherlock, but I'm the Wait, Moriarty. Hurry. Oh, don't let him. hurry up, or he shrinks. Find the wallet. Oh, I need that. Uh, I need that twenty bucks. I owe people money. Is this it? Is this metal thing? Yeah, that's it. Reach in there. Okay. See if okay. he's got twenty bucks in there. He better. Oh, he made. He better. I. Oh, I swear. I'm going to. I'm going to bring him back to life just to okay. just to kill him again. <laughs> Let's see. All right. He's got. Uh, looks like a picture of a uh, tiny, like baby alien. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, that's picture. that's boring. Oh, several, several. Looks like oh, like a whole, like a family. A bunch of pictures of like what looks like a family. Oh, he's he's shuddering now. He's shaking. Yep. There's something bursting out of the middle. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Here we go. Oh God. (laughs) Oh, here's twenty dollars. Oh, good. 
good. That's yeah. all. That's really all that matters. Okay. Sweet. So what do we do with Larry in this writhing mass now? I don't know. It sounds like your problem. I think uh. another one's coming out. Oh yeah, there's gonna oh, be a lot my... more. There's gonna be oh, a lot. Wow. Listen, oh, the pictures. Look at all these Larrys. Yeah, those aren't so much like his family as just you know him. Oh. Multiplying okay. over and over and over again. I feel so much better because, like, it w- I was really sad when I thought he died. But now he's, there's just, like, 20 Larry, mm-hmm. 30 Larry. Yeah. Oh, they're all going into the air vents. Do you guys know that the plural of Larry is Larry? I do now. Yeah. yeah. Bye, Larry. Oh, he's gone. Don't. I got the $20, though. It's only a little moist. Don't write checks. Don't write checks. Your giant alien butt can't cash is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah, what's up? We can keep those twenty dollars. Like, I know. No, you how are you gonna cannot. get it back from us? Yeah. <laughs> how are you gonna get it back yeah, from us? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Just try. Oh, you can know. get it from Larry, do you can't get it from us. Do you want food? Oh. Mm. Well anyway, I'll yeah. be taking that twenty dollars now. Thank you. Right. I'll put it in the, the tube. The tube. Put it yeah. in the tube. Thank you. Oh, it's covered. Uh, oh <laughs> I told you it was moist. It was a little moist. Moist. Yeah. Moist. I'll, <laughs> the raccoon just stole it from you. I've been in oh. swamps drier than this $20 bill. Well, now it looks Nest. like it's the raccoon's moist $20 bill. Don't get back. Don't get back from me, Abe. <laughs> it's not your... This is my $20. I told you. I want it fair and square. It's mine. <laughs> God, he, wa- he wants more balm. He wants more salve for his mange. Oh. God, I'll, I do notice I'll that all the... You. I'll split it with you. If you go, if you go down to the store, you can. Okay, listen, we got twenty dollars, right? You take the sap. Well, how much the how much the tub of uh, monkey sap costs these days? Uh, with inflation, I guess maybe nine dollars, nine ninety five. That gives us. Give me some candy bars, okay? I need them. Some, some ten dollar bars. Yeah, give me the some five dollar bars. I ran out of those five hundred gram bars. You know, believe it, I ate all those. I believe it. All yeah. right, it seemed to understand your instructions. Oh that? yeah, he's going. Yeah, there he goes. He's leaving yeah. behind a head that might be skin. Not sure, but it's, just it's some it's sort good of film. Because I don't some sort of film. I don't have to put like a GPS on him. I can always find him. Yeah, it's true. It's like Hansel and Gretel, but with film, like a film of some sort of shedded yes, film. Yes, and exactly, exactly like Hansel and Gretel. Eventually, I will eat that monkey. <laughs> that is okay. Um, hey guys. Yeah, I feel sad. That's true. Wait, what no, is this? Why are there? Why? Okay, so the animals seem to be freaking out because there are like bells all over the place. Oh yeah, like little bells. They're all kind of fighting over the bells. Yes. What is that? Um, apparently, like, it's currency uh, in the animal kingdom, I guess. Okay. That's what it, Interesting. I, look, hmm. I don't know. Some kid came in here the other day, okay? And he started telling me all these stupid stories about dumb, like, oh, well, 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 where's the slumlord raccoon? Did, uh, I got to pay my rent. I, I don't know. I was like, wait, this, that doesn't sound like fun. But, no. hey, he acted like kids. Like, you know, like dumb kids. They'll pay all kinds of money for this crap. So I I went down, you know, to an abandoned petting zoo, and I stole yeah. all these animals. <laughs> A lot of abandoned businesses where you... Uh, <laughs> you know, the, times is hard. You know, <laughs> That's fair. Jeff, yeah. look, there's something behind Dr. Odd. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> God dang it, Topher. 